Good morning, siblings. Everyone joining us on site and online for our Sunday uh, worship service uh, with Free Community Church. Right before we start, right those who are joining us online, right write a message of good morning and uh, well wishes for one another. For us on on site, right you know like we auto mask and people are still streaming in. Like to invite all of us to just turn to people around us, you know, and then smile with our eyes or wave around. All right, send our peace and greetings to one another. I think that is the most most important thing because. Throughout the week, sometimes we are so uptight. We are faced with problems and issues we have in our life and sometimes we get so tense. We have forgotten that the Sunday service, when we come together as a community, is to celebrate life together, celebrate God's love for us, all right? As a people, as a family. So I invite you to, you know, whatever baggage or whatever that's weighing down, bring it along with you on this journey and lay it down at the feet of our Lord, right? So... In, prepare, in preparing our hearts for a time of worship and encountering God, I invite everyone who is willing and able to stand, all right, and those who are online to join us all right, to respond to the call to worship. Drawn by God's presence. Inspired by God's spirit. Worship. Empowered by God's grace. We live. We are community, embraced, embraced by, by the mystery, mystery of God's, God's love for all creation. We are a community that looks for the light of Christ. The light, light that shines in every time, time every, every place, place, and every life. Within this dynamic community, we foster connections and experiences that bring meaning to life and help us to face the issue of the day. Together, Together, we strive to live with loving hearts, open minds, and hands extended to all. Welcome home. Amen. Now, let's join, remain standing, those who are willing and able to join our worship team for our time of worship right, as a community. Do not fear 
Let us pray. Creator God, your story has unfolded through time, from far-flung stars to intimate relationship. Help us as we gather today to know and see you in new ways, in our song and in our silence. Give us the courage to face our vulnerabilities and sit with you, confident in your presence and love for us. Dear Lord, we pray for those parts of the world where there is war and unrest, for those in Ukraine, Afghanistan, Yemen, Palestine, and so many other places where there is no peace. Hear the cries of those who are frightened and strengthen, inspire those who work for peace and help us to be people of peace ourselves. We pray for justice that in our country and across the world, leaders will be inspired by you to act fairly and wisely for the common good, and that our institutions would be guided and renewed by those seeking to hear your voice. We pray for families, in particular, those struggling with rising living costs. Help them to know of your peace and encouragement and help us to form communities which nurture and support families of all kinds. We pray for our church that at times of change and uncertainty, we will be a place of refuge, silence and peace in our communities. That in a busy and troubled world, 
we will have wisdom and compassion to support people in their pain and guide them to find rest at Jesus' feet. Loving God, we have heard of your power and might and your smallness and ordinariness, your thirst for justice and your desire for closeness in us. Help us to take something of all these parts of you into the world with us today and to encounter you in our relationships and the events of our lives. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Prophesy 
Good morning and welcome to FCC. We are doing things a little differently today because I was in contact with multiple people who have since uh, tested positive for COVID and I've been closely monitoring myself. I discussed with the team and I think it would be safer for everyone if I record this sermon instead of delivering it in person. Of course, one drawback is that I won't get to hear your insights and responses over mentee. I would like to encourage you to share your thoughts and responses in our YouTube chat, if you're okay with that. I'll be on the YouTube chat too, so it'll be lovely to hear from you. So this morning, we're looking at a familiar story from Luke chapter 10, the story of Mary and Martha. And allow me to read it for you. Luke 10, 38-42 Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed, indeed, only one. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Traditionally, the interpretation of the story of Mary and Martha usually goes something along these lines. Last week, Daryl introduced you to Bob. This week, 
Let me introduce you to Mary. This is Mary. She chose to sit at Jesus' feet and listen to him, unlike her sister Martha. Mary is smart. Be like Mary. That's usually how many have understood the moral of this story. In fact, the story of Mary and Martha has become a cliché over the centuries. And there's this false dichotomy where these two sisters are held up as examples, one positive and the other negative. But I don't think this is what this story is about. This story has always bothered me because I think Martha is just like many of us. In many of our cultures, and especially in Asian culture, which is very similar to the Middle Eastern culture that Jesus is from, hospitality and making sure others are well taken care of certainly ranks quite high on our list of priorities. So I can understand why Martha had many tasks to see to as she welcomed Jesus into her home. I would dare say many of us can probably empathize with Martha. She was just trying to be hospitable and responsible as a host. And yet she's often made out to be a complainer and a negative example in this story. You see, this story is not about doing versus listening, action versus contemplation. We need to have both in our lives. In fact, action and contemplation needs to work hand in hand in our spiritual lives. We are called to be either activists who are deeply contemplative or contemplatives who are fully engaged with the world. It's not an either-or, but a both-and. And Jesus demonstrates that both action and contemplation are necessary in his own life. So I don't think that was Jesus' point. So what was Jesus' point? What was he trying to say to Martha and to many of us who find reflections of ourselves in Martha? To understand what Jesus was trying to say, let me bring you back to the larger context of this story. The parable of the Good Samaritan comes right before the story of Mary and Martha. And the question that starts off this parable gives us a hint as to the point that Jesus was trying to make. In Luke chapter 10, verse 25, an expert in the law asked Jesus, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asked him, What is written in the law? What do you read there? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus replied, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. Do this and you will live. This is the secret to eternal life. When we live out the commandment to love God with all our hearts and love our neighbor as ourselves, that is when we will truly live. Then Jesus went on to tell the parable of the Good Samaritan to explain who is a neighbor and what it means to love our neighbor. And then 
Luke 10, 38-42 follows, and we see the exchange between Jesus and Martha. And essentially, this story sheds light on what it means to love God. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. It is not the things themselves that are the problem. but Martha's attitude. Similarly, the priest and Levite in the Good Samaritan were so worried by their temple duties and obligations that they failed to attend to the needs of a badly injured man lying by the side of the road. It is not their responsibilities at the temple, nor Martha's tasks and desire to practice hospitality that is the issue. But they let themselves be so distracted and worried that they missed out on the most important thing. They missed out on why they were doing all this in the first place. The issue is not about hospitality or serving others. It's about what's going on inside. Jesus told Martha, 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 you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen the better part which will not be taken away from her. Notice that the actual problem Jesus brought up was that Martha was worried and distracted by many things. Debbie Thomas says, the root meaning of the word worry is strangle or seize by the throat and tear. The root meaning of the word distraction is a separation or a dragging apart of something that should be whole. These are words that describe woundedness and fracture. Worry and distraction are states of mind that render us incoherent, divided, fragmented, not whole. And Jesus found Martha in such a state of fragmentation, a state of mind in which she could not even enjoy his company, savour his presence, find inspiration in her work and service, receive anything that he wished to offer her, or show him genuine love. In fact, what she did was to compare herself with Mary and start judging her for her action or inaction. Being worried and distracted instead of centred and whole led her to question Jesus' love. Right? She said, Lord, do you not care? It also led her to fixate on herself. My sister has left me to do all the work by myself. And it led her to triangulate. Tell her then to help me. Does any of this sound familiar? Is your inner life so fragmented, so strangled, so incoherent that you struggle to give and receive love? Are you quick to get irritated? Do you tend to look at the people around you and start comparing and judging them for what they do and don't do, instead of focusing on yourself and what you need to do? Has your business kept you from remembering why you're doing all this in the first place? Is your worry keeping you from being fully present, fully engaged, fully alive? 
Have you lost the ability to attend to someone, to connect deeply and be present? Are you using your packed schedule to avoid intimacy with God or with others? My answer to some of these questions is yes. And if your answer is yes too, then I want to invite you to listen to Jesus' words to Martha again. Not as a criticism, but as an invitation. Not as a rebuke, but as a comforting balm. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. And Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. At first glance, we tend to read this as a rebuke. But actually, just like in text messages, there's no way for us to know exactly what tone Jesus was using with Martha. Last week, Daryl in his sermon challenged us to transform our human tendency to judge to a perspective of compassion. We tend to hear what Jesus said to Martha as a criticism because we would have responded the same way from our own judgy minds. But what if Jesus was approaching Martha from a place of care and compassion? What if he was gently inviting her to a place of wholeness. Jesus knows that we ache to be whole. Jesus knows that we are often hard on ourselves and we end up worried and distracted because of all the heavy burdens and high expectations we place on ourselves. The reality is that Martha could have been looking at Mary with envy. Maybe she longed to sit where Mary sat She longed to take delight in Jesus' words. But perhaps she couldn't, because of all the expectations of society. In her time, and even in our time now, women are often expected to cook, serve, clean, organize gatherings, take care of the needs of guests, while men do the more important spiritual work of preaching, teaching, entertaining, leading prayer, etc. Martha was conforming to the expectations of society in her time by busying herself with the many tasks of hospitality, while Mary broke tradition by taking on the role of a disciple. And this parallels the Good Samaritan who goes against tradition to help an injured Jew, while the priest and the Levite avoid making themselves unclean, in line with what their community expects. We know that traditionally, only male disciples sat at their teacher's feet to study the Torah. So yes, Jesus broke tradition and elevated the status of women by affirming Mary's right to discipleship. This gender reversal is a big deal, especially in Jesus' time. And I appreciate how Jesus challenges societal norms and opens up the way for discipleship across all genders. But you know, a part of me wishes Jesus had done a little more. I wish he had directed his male disciples to the kitchen and instructed them to bake the bread, grill the fish, and to do their part so Martha could have the choice to rest 
and sit at Jesus' feet if she wanted. That would have been really radical. The fact is that Martha's sense of obligation and duty had cultural roots which Jesus didn't confront on her behalf, at least in this story. As Debbie Thomas says, Martha's anxiety didn't come from nowhere. She lived inside a social and religious system that fully expected her to behave as she did. And the power of that system was formidable. In other words, Martha needed deep systemic change in order to live into the permission Jesus tried to offer her. She couldn't embrace such radical freedom by herself. She needed the folks with power to embrace it with her and for her. She needed the folks with power to embrace it with her and for her. What about us? I wonder what would it be like for us, contemporary Christians, to examine the systems and structures that still bind people like Martha today. What could we do to help dismantle those systems? What would it look like to create concrete opportunities for today's Martha's to rest, to sit freely at Jesus' feet, to find support, community and help as they struggle to become disciples? Would you come alongside the Marthas in your life as they unlearn a lifetime of messaging around what makes their souls beloved, cherished, valuable and holy? That is what truly matters. Do this and you will live, Jesus says to the expert in the law. We all know the greatest commandment is to love God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our strength and with all our mind and our neighbour as ourselves. But as we learned in Mary and Martha's story, it's not always so easy. Sometimes we are hampered by the systems and structures and the expectations of our culture and society. Sometimes we are the ones who are holding ourselves back. We want to love God with all our hearts, but we are easily distracted. We want to love the people around us better, but we allow our busyness and the daily grind to consume us. Perhaps this morning, Jesus is approaching you from a place of care and compassion, and he is gently inviting you to a place of wholeness because he knows you ache to be whole. You long to love and be loved. Over the past two weeks, there was a lot happening in my life. Almost my whole immediate family came down with COVID. They basically took turns to test positive these past two weeks. It started with my youngest niece, who is two years old, and it slowly spread to the rest of my family, including my parents. Thankfully, their symptoms were manageable, and all of them are on the road to recovery. But in the midst of all that, we received news that my uncle passed away, not from COVID, last Friday. This is my dad's eldest brother, and our families are relatively close. 
My dad had just tested positive the day before we heard the news of my uncle's death. So my parents couldn't be there for the wake and funeral. I was at the wake and funeral with my brother and sister and caught up with some of my cousins, uncles and aunties. Many of them I had not seen for a while because of the pandemic. And I realised how precious our time together was. Just being present with one another, hearing about each other's lives. And during the funeral, knowing that you're not alone when you hear the sound of sniffles and see the tears in each other's eyes. Even as I was preparing this sermon, I was processing through some emotions of grief and loss. The truth is that our time with loved ones is brief, and the funeral made me reflect on how I should be focusing on what truly matters. Death, grief and loss are often opportunities for us to pause and to reflect about what truly matters in our lives and what we can be doing differently. Relationships are complex and have their mix of good, bad and difficult. But death often invites us to greater clarity. And to me, the ultimate question is, have I chosen to love and be loved? We say the greatest commandment is important to us. But how do you embody it in your life? How do you live it out? And how would you like to do better? Perhaps it begins with letting God love you. Recently, I read this poem, and I thought it was really meaningful and relevant to our sermon today. It's called Let God Let Your God Love You by Edwina Gately. Be silent, be still, alone, empty before your God. Say nothing, ask nothing. Be silent, be still. Let your God look upon you. That is all. God knows. God understands. God loves you with an enormous love and only wants you to look up and only wants to look upon you with that love. Quiet, still, be. Let your God love you. For many of us, we know in our heads that God loves us, but we struggle with letting God love us in our day-to-day lives. Perhaps like Martha, we are caught up in systems that tell us we are loved and useful only when we are productive. Perhaps we never knew how it feels like to truly be loved, and it's hard for us to imagine that God loves us just like that, without us doing anything without us comparing ourselves to others, without us striving to be loved. God loves you just like that. And maybe for some of us, we've heard it so many times that we take it for granted. Just like with our families and loved ones, we kind of know they love us and we love them, but we take them and the relationships we have for granted. Until death, grief and loss reminds us of what truly matters. 
to love and be loved. We forget that only one thing is needed, being present in that love we have for one another. God longs for you to understand and experience that love each and every day. Will you let God love you and through you love others until they fully realize that they are beloved too? This is the one thing that is needed. Do this and you will live. If we choose it, no one will ever have the power to take it away from us. So let's choose to let God love us and then love the world through us. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Ever-loving God, we know you love us and we love you. But sometimes we get worried and distracted by many things. Help us know that only one thing is needed. If we do this, we will live. So we choose to let you love us in the stillness, in the silence. And as your love transforms us, help us love others until they realize they are beloved too. Amen. We have now come to a time of communion. For those of you joining us online, now will be a good time to prepare your elements so that we may partake of it together. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. When Jesus sat at the at tables and broke bread with the tax collectors, lawyers, rich elites, and poor peasants, he proclaimed that God's radical love and abiding presence know no bounds. Through these occasions of sharing food, every person experienced God and shared in God's kingdom. Together, a, a kingdom, kingdom where all are welcome, all are worthy, and all are invited. A kingdom where lives are transformed, empowered, and the fruits of God's gentle justice bloom throughout creation. All people, including each of us, are invited to share in this sacred meal of celebration and be strengthened by the presence of God in this place. We remember that Jesus fed 5,000 hungry people with five loaves of bread and two fish. At this miraculous meal, there was such an abundance that everyone ate until they were full, 
and there were even 12 baskets of food left over. Holy God, we celebrate your abundant care and solidarity revealed in this meal. Remember that while sharing a meal with the Pharisees, Jesus welcomed a woman viewed as an outsider. As the woman anointed his feet with oil, Jesus declared her dignity before everyone at the meal. Holy God, we celebrate your gracious inclusiveness revealed in this meal. At these meals, Jesus and his disciples resisted the divisions, injustice and violence of society. They lived out instead the kingdom of God, a place of love, justice and mutuality. But we also recognise that not all people like Jesus' ministry. For some people, it was scandalous. They said, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. When his arrest seemed near, Jesus ate a meal in the upper room with the disciples. As he had done so many times before, he took bread and after having given thanks to you, Holy God, he broke it and gave it to the disciples. This time, do this to remember me. After the meal, he shed the wine, gave thanks and said, I will not drink from this cup again until I drink it with you in the kingdom of God. May I now invite the stewards to come forward and distribute the elements. For those of you joining us uh, for the first time, please hold on to the elements and we will partake of it together.
Jesus was then unjustly killed by the systems of dominations of his day. To some of his frightened disciples, it seemed that the bread symbolizes his broken body and the wine his blood. Together, God, the kingdom of God persisted and persists today through the many people who seek to be your resurrection community. Holy God, in sharing of this bread and wine, we joyfully celebrate the hope-inspiring ministry and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can we... May we now invite you to stand, if you're willing and able, and join me in the word of prayer. Gracious God, may this meal be for us an Emmaus meal, where we encounter your presence in the sharing of this food, as the disciples did at their meal in Emmaus. May the sharing of this food be a taste of your kingdom, holy God, so we may be strengthened to be your joyful and hopeful disciples. And may we share in your kingdom of love, justice, and mutuality with those around us. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Louise, and uh, welcome home, uh, everyone, once again this Sunday morning. All right. Uh, my name is Jimmy. I'm your service leader for the day. And uh, it's wonderful to see all the familiar faces and new faces in our midst. So those joining online, all right, for new friends coming online, if you are comfortable shouting out right, to those who are joining you in the YouTube chat, you know, give a shout out. Or you can uh, go to fcc.la slash welcome for us to get to know you better if you are a fairly newcomer. At the end, on the last week of uh, July, because we actually um, have a monthly newcomers meeting at the end, uh, last Sunday of every month. So we'd like to in, uh, encourage everyone who is new with us, fairly new, joining us for the first few times, have not joined the newcomers meeting, to sign up this form so that you can get to know our pastors, for our pastors to know you, you can get to know our community, what we do, what we believe in, and what we feel is God's uh, call to ministry for us as a community. So if today's message also, you have found it helpful and meaningful, or especially if you are Martha, right? don't wait, go and click on like and share <laughs> the video to your friends. All right? For those who need to know that you know, Martha's out there, slow down, all right? hold your horses. Sometimes it's okay to breathe easy and be with God and be with yourself. All right? So if you have uh, we will continue with worshipping and encountering God with our offering and giving. So, while, um, for those who are preparing to give, right, they, you can give via the QR code, which like, I'm a broken record now. Like, you can go to like, your app, scan the QR code, give to the general fund, or the building fund that goes down to paying down the mortgage by scanning the QR code. Or if you're paying by the uh, credit card, you can go to uh, freecomchurch.gift.asia where you can actually set a one-time or recurring payment on a monthly basis. All right. So, for the giving, like today we talk about Martha and Mary, I'd like to invite, I want to give 
us, all of us, some time of quiet time, um, or we give thanks quietly in our hearts to reflect. And in our lives, and what are the, looking at what are the blessings that we receive from God, the good things that happen in, in, in life for us, all right? even those unpleasant parts that we, we struggle with, look at that and it's discern how God is giving you as an opportunity to, to use this as gifts for the blessing of yourself and for others. Last, look away from just our offering, just like how the ancient um, Jews would pray at the temple while you offer your gifts, your offering. You don't look at them, you don't stare at them. Because in the Psalms say, I lift up my hands and my eyes, Lord, and I look at your providence, I look at your blessings, I look to you. I last look away from what we have that is weighing down on us. Last lift them up to the Lord and set our eyes on the mystery of the divine. So, will you join me in a prayer of thanksgiving? Lord, we come together as a community, entering this sacred space. We thank you for calling us as a community to share and witness your love for us. We lift up these gifts and offering to you so that we are actively participating in your act of love, of loving you, of loving one another through our giving. So now, Lord, we pray in our hearts for the things we are giving thanks for. God, we thank you for the many blessings that we have received in our life, the joy and even the challenges that we have. We thank you that giving us the strength and being with us in our lives so that we continue to meet these challenges and use these gifts that we have been blessed with so that we continue to grow in your love and work with you towards the wholeness of this world, the shalom of our community. So in Jesus' name we pray, and God, God's people say, Amen. For those who are giving uh, by cheque or cash, all right, I would like to invite the stewards to come forward, right, so that you can raise your hand and drop it into the offering bag when they come to you. Alright, we have a few announcements, exciting announcements. So I wanted to actually share, right, share uh, like, it's a special service, right? And get everyone hooked on the edge. Because like, it's so special, it's unintended. Because Pauline was recording the message for a sermon. So, uh, before I go to the announcement, I invite everyone in the community, when you have time, really do pray for one another. Pray for our leaders and our pastors so that, you know, they continue to be ping of health. And, you know, like, we, we continue to function well as a community to serve one another without, you know, like, being confined at home. Right? So, first... Announcement, 
All right, this has, uh, is kicking off in July. All right, Living Water and Lush. All right, groups for reconciling faith and community. These are, um, from my understanding, the preferred um, route of, for, at least for me, for Living Water is actually on-site uh, lesson. All right, so if you, are, you, want, you want to know about like, hey, how do I struggle and work with the scripture? What does it say about sexuality, like queerness, all right? As a gay man or a lesbian woman or a queer person, all right, do sign up at fcc.la slash LW2022 or scan a, simply can, scan a QR code and fill up the form. And the pastors or the uh, person conducting the lesson will be reaching out to you to give you more details on the course or um, to inform you whether it will be a hybrid uh, lesson. All right. Next, very interesting, all right? Ace, right? Not gambling, not casino, but after church events, all right? All right, so we have already gone through our painting of the Faith Rock. All right, upcoming next week will be 24th July, making of prayer rope, and of course the last installment, right, will be Kim Jang Day, making of kimchi. So, next slide, very important, all right. Due to many, uh, the, the overwhelming response, please give yourself a round of applause and all those who have signed up. If you are comfortable, may I know who, who had actually signed up for this prayer rope? Ah, wonderful, eh? okay. So, good news from Kin, all right. Kin who is actually... Um, conducting this workshop, all right. We have we are expanding the capacity, all right, of those who can join. So, for those who are still wanting to join or are previously ah, while well, sitting on the fence, I'm not sure whether I should try it. Give it a try, all right, because it's going to be very fun, all right. So at fcc.la/slash/ace. So it can be used a pair rope, right? If you are familiar, especially for those who are maybe like, um, I don't really know we have, whether we have uh, friends from the Orthodox community, but for those who may come from like, Catholic families or Catholic tradition, you know, you have the rosary. But similarly, in the Greek Orthodox tradition, the Eastern Christianity, all right, they, uh, there is a long tradition of praying with the prayer rope and also praying while making the prayer rope so we can experience that all right, and appreciate the richness of our heritage of this faith. So it can be used as a prayer tool when we pray, meditate, pray for others, Practice being presence with God. All right. For this workshop, we'll be making a 33-beat prayer, a knots prayer rope. So if you want to know the significance of the 33, no spoilers, come and join the course. All right. Don't ask Wikipedia. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so next, also, the bring to you, right, the T-Mart is back, right? The mission, uh, missionary work of benefiting or um, contributing to our transgender community. All right. This ministry, this for this coming month, all right, um, we'll be doing a donation drive, so that oh, that there's one thing that's very interesting. So previously we can like buy our own individual stuff and then we just drop it in church. For this month, okay, we are actually consolidating the order, so there's only one option. There'll be the group buy option. So we'll consolidate you do, you and and do the purchase on your behalf. So because previously there were people who are actually like myself like regretting because I'm cans of stuff and it's heavy, all right? So there's no minimum, so don't have to worry. Even if you're, like, you're just contributing a small little, um, a few items, it's never too small. We are pulling it together and giving it as a community. You can do your pledge and your donation by visiting fcc.la slash tmat, all right, t-mat. The closing date, please take note of the closing date, 31st July, Sunday. So please... Place your order or your pledge before the 31st of July, 
The delivery will be on the 7th of August. So if you have any question, do reach out to Wendy at the number given all right, on, on the screen. All right, next, celebrating Home Day in conjunction with National Day. All right? We're calling it Home Day. We're celebrating Home Day, but not National Day because we are a diverse community that comes together all right, regardless of nationality. Because we come wherever we are, as a community, we call our community home. Right? So you don't have to be Singaporean to join our home day. You just be willing to enter into the kingdom of God. All right? So in conjunction with that, we will be having like the favorite pastime or Singaporean pastime, which is eat. I think it's not just a Singaporean pastime, it's really a humanity's favorite pastime. All right? Singapore, it were, uh, a place we call home. Likewise, FCC, lunch and post-lunch family time. All right, there'll be some games and entertainment. 7th of August, 12.30, mark that on your calendar, on your phone, take a photo or screenshot on uh, YouTube. All right, and register at, at again, fcc.la.la slash lunch. All right, or scan the QR code and register today. All right, in, in line with the Martha and Mary message, we are inviting you to join the production ministry. So, if you have been a Mary, you know, we have been filled, filled with God's love for a long time, and you are brimming, <laughs> Angela is, has been laughing from the seat, brimming with the urge to care and love for your community, please join us for our Martha moment. But this Martha is not a, it's a different Martha. It's being Martha while in your heart you is a Mary. Alright? Register for the next Behind the Scene Tour next week. 24th July 2022, and you can get to enjoy and see right how behind the scenes how we while we serve, we maintain our merriness. Alright. So if you're interested, or reach out to any of our you can actually reach out to uh, primarily Gary Chan, lah, but <laughs> just go to info at freecomchurch.org. Alright, that is the one go-to place. Right? Just like the last week's sermon. If you see the pastor's means behaving, where do you go? Info at freecomchurch.org. <laughs> This is the one go-to place, alright, if you are interested in signing up to look, take a look at how we maintain our marriedness while being Martha, alright, enjoy our production ministry tour. Last but never the least, we have lunch khakis today, alright, so if you are new or fairly new to our church and you are looking for someone to like, oh, I'm eating alone, I don't feel so good eating alone, I still feel so awkward, alright, we have people, dedicated people to eat with you. Alright, can we have the person, our lunch kaki for today, have their hand, not, not their hand, actually one person only. Angela, yay, thank you. A round of applause for Angela. Thank you for being a lunch kaki, for loving, um, not the unlovable, loving the lovable but new. Alright, so you're invited, alright, to join us for lunch, alright, after the service. So now we come to a time for a benediction. I invite all of us to stand to receive the benediction from Pauline. And now, will you rise as you're willing and able to receive the benediction? Ever-loving God, may you watch over our coming and going always, especially over our siblings who are moving away, like Julia and Tom, who are spending their last Sunday with us. May your presence and blessing go with them. Wherever we may be, May we all continue to let you love us, and through us, love all those you bring along our way. God, go before you 
to lead you. God go behind you to protect you. God go beneath you to support you. God go beside you to befriend you. Do not be troubled and do not be afraid. May the blessing of our ever-loving God be with you now and forever. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for service today. We look forward to seeing you next week and have a blessed week ahead.